0: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to GameSense.ab.ca and learn more. Joins us, Spec. Did you ever try the worm at the bottom of a tequila bottle?
2: Well, I have had the worm at the bottom of a tequila bottle at some point. Yeah, in my life, um, never the first drink of the night. Usually, well into the night. I think it's kind of gross to drink insects, but um, (laughs) that's probably not the stupidest thing I ever did. What about you?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, no, I never tried it actually. So, uh, did you? My question was though, when you tried it, did you? Because the myth was always, oh man, if you eat the worm, you're going to get so buckled. Did it actually, was that true? Or by then, were you already buckled enough that you wouldn't notice?
2: No, I don't think it's like, no, I don't think that it is. Like, okay. Because, the you know it's it soaks up lots of booze, but how much kind of stupid mezcal worms soak up? Let's face it, right? No, so, nah. No, okay. it's just. A myth. What about the toe? Oh, what about that drink in Alaska where that guy's toes in it?
0: Oh yeah, no, no, uh, no, thanks. Right? No, you're not doing that one. No, I don't. No, I don't think I would. No, I'm not. I, what, but you know what? Like, <laughs> I really have it. I don't like feet. So yeah, I'm definitely not. I'd probably be. I'd probably be like. Yeah, no, no, that's not uh, that's not happening for me. Um, but uh, you know who you know who could use the worm to give them a little spice in their life right now. Spec the uh, the Edmonton orders penalty kill, which is uh, which is uh, on life support all of a sudden. Uh, here's my favorite stat: in eleven in the last eight games, they've allowed eleven goals on the penalty kill. That's exact same amount they allowed in the previous thirty two games. So it has – it's been a major – they have the most goals five-on-five in the league since coming out of the All-Star break. Like, I know, you know, we can focus on the second period, sure, but the penalty kill is flat-out crushing them. Knobloch even said it after the game – Uh, yesterday, like, and you know, be and the game yesterday wasn't lost on the penalty kill. I know they only allowed one, uh, but they didn't score power play. We can get into that later. But you know, you look at their penalty kill spec and you know, hesitating, their D men aren't getting out. They're giving up way more shots, like way more shots than they were before. So it's not a surprise. But the key is they got to they got to figure it out quickly. They can't let this drag on for for weeks on end. Otherwise, they're just going to be a five hundred team.
2: Yeah, and. I mean, last night was a good example. The The power play goal was just a long drifter from the point, a wrist shot that Skinner somehow never found. It looked like he could see it. Obviously, he couldn't because it was a shot that, like, I can shoot that hard. It wasn't a hard – it wasn't like a Bouchard wrist shot. It was just a, a little, you know, softball. So, obviously, he screened. Uh, those are crappy goals when – like, that's not even a scoring chance, that goal. They had some no. scoring chances on the power play Boston did for sure. And, and you can be the judge if you thought they had too many, I mean, every power player against you, every team's got a good power play. Yeah, They're going to get some chances. That's the deal on a power play. Yeah, You're not, you're not going to hold them chance. Yeah. The one that went in last night was not even a scoring chance. And there's your goal. So not only have the Oilers' power play, has it not been good enough now it's getting crappy luck too, which tends to go hand in hand.
0: Yeah. Well, I look at, um, you know, last night, spec and and really the, uh, you know, as as poorly as they played for certain stretches, then they came back, they tie it four four. Then Evander Kane makes a bad play, Pasternak makes it five five. They come right back, and Hyman ties it. Then they get a penalty that I'm telling every order fan. You cannot say the orders don't get a call because I'm sorry, with 20 seconds left in the game, that was a call that if it would have went against the orders, they'd be freaking out today, ripping on the referees. Let's be honest. That was, I couldn't believe they gave. Yeah. Was, there was no play there. Like it wasn't going anywhere, but it went to Edmonton and they, they could have won the game on a four on three for a buck 40. And I know they had some chances, but. You know, the Kane's mistakes definitely bad decisions, fatigue, whatever at the end of the shift. That power play, not being able to bury it, was another kind of crushing blow for this team because their power play is only nineteen percent since the all star break.
2: Yeah, and I think we've you know, we've seen that power play four on three in overtime. They yes. won the game in Montreal, they won the game against Detroit. Um, I think there's another in there. Usually that four on three scores. Yes. You know, give Swayman credit. Oh, he didn't Swayman didn't have much better night than Skinner had last no. night. No, he wasn't that good. No. And but he came up in overtime and give Skinner credit. When that penalty ended, he faced a breakaway from a guy with pretty silky mitts And re- one thing Van Reemsdike can do is score a breakaway. Yep. And Skinner stopped him. So both guys gave you what they could give you. Uh, you know, it's hey, listen. It's just it was the old. It was one of those games, man. The pucks were going in, deflections, goofy things were happening. Giant comeback. I, I kind of feel like Jay. I, f- I kind of feel like if you want to get negative about that game, we could sit here for two hours. But I kind of feel like you're down four to one to a really good team. You got a point. Uh, you could well ahead too if your power play delivered, but. I think it's kind of glass half full. They didn't play very good. They rescued a point. Let's just move on and say play better next
0: time. <laughs> I, I kind of I can see that, right? Because I didn't, you know that it was it was an odd game, no question, right? And um, but they uh, they they managed to get a a point and and down the stretch, every point matters. There's, there's no debate on that. So you know that, that's a benefit to them, but. I, I just, you know, their penalty kill has been an issue for seven straight games. We can't lie. I know last night was, but it was still fifty percent, right? And, and here's the scary part, spec. They're not taking any penalties, right? Like they in in five of those games, they've only been penalized twice. Two other times, three times. You had the one anomaly against St. Louis. And funny enough, that was the game that it was technically their best penalty kill night because they killed off 75% of it. The other games, it's one on two, yeah. two out of three, like awful. So that's the scary part is Edmonton's not even being undisciplined, but their penalty kill right now is so bad that they're automatically before the game starts right now, they're down one nothing and all it's, and sometimes two nothing just because you know you're going to give up two goals in the penalty kill.
2: Well, and and their power play used to win that um, battle. You know, certainly last year was they won the power the the specialties battle almost every night because they had the best power play in the history of hockey. Mm-hmm. It's still a good power play, but it's not as good as it was. Yeah, right? for whatever reason, it's not. You know, it's you're not going to be the best in the world two years in a row. It's still an excellent power play, but it's not tipping the scales the way it did last year. So now the PK becomes you know. The, the power play isn't out, isn't saving the PK's rear end. And I'm not sure that this PK can be saved right now. So, you know what? It's, uh, I don't hold a lot of, I don't have a ton of fear here. It's the same guys that had an excellent PK for about two and a half months. It's the same goalie uh, that was the best guy on that PK for about two and a half months. I tend to think these guys are going to find themselves here pretty quick. Don't you? I don't think it's a strategy thing. I don't think it's a, it's, you know, Oh, they're deploying it the wrong way or they don't have the guys. I think they have the guys. Don't they have the guys? What do you think? Um,
0: yeah. Uh, Although, um, you know, I I look at, and I, I'm not so, I would still, I could tweak their penalty kill if I'm being honest. I don't. Um, I, I get the strategy of having a lefty and a righty centerman for sure, um, but I, I could, I could, I think there's guys they could upgrade if they wanted to. They can, they can upgrade not just your penalty kill, but they can upgrade you on what they're going to bring five on five for your team. And if that's better, a lot of the other times, then you know it kind of leaks into your to your better game uh, on the penalty kill as well. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like to me, it wasn't a surprise when the orders penalty kill was great. Their five on five defense was great, right? And and I think there's like the confidence sure. it does bleed and it carries over into the other elements. And right now their penalty kill is really struggling. Their five on five is not terrible defensively. I think they've uh, they're they're ranked 14th in in goals against five on five since uh, since Christmas. So not awful, but not great. Uh, or maybe it's 16th, one of the two, kind of middle of the pack. But they were elite for hmm. for three months back almost, right? So maybe it's unfair to think they're going to be elite. Like, I don't expect their penalty kill to be 89% the whole year. Like, there's only three teams that are even above 84% all year. So, right. you know, but you just, you can't go from 89 to 54 overnight.
2: <laughs> well, it's an inconsistency that, that good teams don't do. Like, all the, any element of a, of a good team, the, you know, the, it's not a roller coaster. It's not a way up and way down thing. The good team keeps the, the median line high and they just go a little bit above and a little bit below. And that's what good teams do. That's why they're good teams. So that tells you they got something to work on here. This PK has been has been very volatile. It's either great or it's awful. I'd just rather have one that's good enough all the way through, right? You can't have this kind of up and down. And, and I guess, you know, it's it's... Make one thing, Knobloch's done really well here, Jay. I was talking to Warren Fogle about this today. He's really cracked the nut of including the entire team and engaging his third line, fourth line guys, and making them feel like they're part of this thing. And a big reason he's done it is he's pulled his top guys off the PK mm-hmm. and he's replaced it with bottom guys. He's given them responsibility. He's put you know third and fourth line guys on that PK now. And you know what's your solution in that without trading for people? Are you a better PK if dry settler goes back on? No, well now you no. maybe you have another problem. Yeah. Maybe you have another problem.
0: No, I wouldn't do that. No, I would I would keep him on. I don't like that either. No, no, I wouldn't do it. Uh Nugent Hopkins didn't skate again today, Spec. Um, what's your thoughts on him playing mm. tomorrow?
2: Well, who knows? He's sick. You know, so when you're sick, who can say? Like we've there's one thing we can relate to. I've never torn an ACL knockwood, I've never ripped an Achilles knockwood. We've all been sick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you don't know how you're going to feel tomorrow until you wake up, man. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, right? You, you, I, there's no way to predict. He's such a, it, it's kind of funny when you watch an notice team without Nuge, right? All of a sudden you see some, it's almost like you notice him more. <laughs> you know, he does so many things. He's really turned into a, a jack of all trades and an above average level of every one of those trades. He's He's such a sublime, good player. Uh not the first overall that maybe you thought you might get 120 points and leading the scoring race and all that. He's not that guy. No. But man, he's a savvy power play guy. He's a solid PK guy. He's good at even strength. Like makes your team better, boy.
0: Uh, you mentioned Warren Fogle. Nugent Hopkins comes back, do you automatically put him there? Or would you would you keep Fogel there for a game or two because he's rolling and, and experiment with Nugent Hopkins somewhere else?
2: Yeah, I think that to take Fogle off that line after the game he had last night would be, um, you know, I don't think that would be right. I think that he's earned another start there. Okay. I think you find a way, you know, figure out what you do with Nuge because you got to get him back in when he's ready to play. He plays. Yeah, but obviously. I don't think it should be at Fogle's expense, no. Yeah, okay.
0: Speck, we'll see you at the rink you tomorrow. Who to do you take out? Uh, well, Gagne's coming out when when uh, Nugent Hopkins comes back in and then it's just a matter of which lines are going to go where. Right. Um, okay. I, could, you know, you could, uh, you know, is, is it Kane, um, Perry and, and dry yeah. Is it new? Nug- you know, I wouldn't mind trying Nugent Hopkins with, uh, um, with Corey dry Perry dry. and, uh, and leave Kane with, uh, with dry. Cause Kane and Nugent Hopkins, you know, both of them are probably better as the lefties. So, uh, I would just try Nugent okay. Hopkins maybe. i center.
2: Let to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this and let you go because I know we're out of time. I wrote a piece today on Connor Brown, and uh, one of the things I settled on in my own head was when they make a trade here, when Ken Allen makes a trade, he's probably going to have to trade out a seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollar guy, right, to make things work. Yeah. Who's the first guy off the Oilers roster that goes? Is it Gagne or is it Brown? Gagne as a forward.
0: Gagne. It's
2: Gagne for me.
0: Yeah. Game doesn't kill penalties.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Who would it be for yeah. you? Well, I feel, I feel this. I hate to say it because, <laughs> you know, we all like Sam. Oh, right. Yeah. He's it's, not an, it's nothing he's personal. nothing
0: personal against him at all. Like he's, he's great a, a here know. and being, yeah.
2: I think a lot of other fans would say Brown because they're thinking with their hearts. I think you and me are thinking with our heads, uh, and I probably agree with you. Yeah. So
0: uh, we'll we'll see what they do. There might be two guys gone if they could uh, if they could bring in two. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And then the second one I could easily, like Brown, you know, like look again last night. The guy had some good opportunities, but oh my goodness, like a few times. Once he gets in the scoring range, right now, Specky's got zero confidence. Like you can tell, like he, no. he's just shooting to get he it away. He's not shooting to score. So you know he's, no. he's probably got to get it like done. a the... mark goal off his chest or knee or something. And heck the next time the orders know. have an empty net, like Warren Fogle talked about it. Warren Fogle a few years ago, one game, Glenn Goldson coached, but Fogle hadn't scored in 22 games his first year in Edmonton. He scored an empty net goal. He scored two goals the next game. Uh Fogle had gone through a little bit of a rut here, hadn't scored much, scored an empty net goal, scored two goals last night. Right. Even though it's an empty net goal, I know people scoff at it. Don't ever scoff at an empty net goal. It matters to guys when you don't <laughs> score. It does. And I'm yeah. telling you, the next time yeah. if if Connor Brown is good enough to be on the penalty kill, I would put him on the ice for every five on four situation that the orders are in now where the other team pulls their goalie, thinking that maybe he can get a goal and see. Because why not? Ryan McLeod scored yeah. an empty net goal in Winnipeg, didn't want to celebrate, then he went on a heater. Vogel scores an empty net. Evander Kane earlier this year went a while. He didn't score. Guys get a cheap one. It's never cheap for your confidence. Because all you say is, All right, I scored. You don't tell yourself I scored an empty net goal. You tell yourself you scored. And it's a big oh. psyche
2: change. And this guy. Oh. This guy. He's I I Maddie and I talked to him, Jay, for you know, 15 minutes. And like he's I give him credit because he's doing, he believes in himself. He won't waver. He's, he's, he's holding on to his confidence like a guy hanging from the ledge of a 20-story building here. <laughs> you know, he he's wants to believe in himself and all yeah. those things. Like, I give him credit. He's not quitting, man. He is not quitting. I said to him, you came here to play big games and play in the playoffs. They might trade you. What do you think about that? And he said, that'd be a mistake because my best hockey is ahead of me. And I thought, you know what? Good for you, man. That's what you should say. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. It's very fair. Spec, have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. There you
0: go. Small details
2: are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five-in-one gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves,
1: target.